I want to talk about self-expression and the internet, which seems to be a taboo subject. And I think that in a time where fake news is so prevalent, I think that people should not be so critical on people speaking their truths. Um, if a person posts, I'm really bloated today, I'm not going to shame that person if I have insecurities about weight. Because let's say I do shame that person and I write, well, you're fat shaming people. And then I look up on his profile and I see that he has Crohn's disease. So now is he not allowed to share his own truth, his own story, make light and heal of something that hurts him every day because I'm triggered by something that's said on a post. You know, we have like a kind of a, a societal dichotomy of where, you know, where do we limit, where do we stop limiting other people's truth, you know, whereas it affects our perceived reality. Because a person saying that they're bloated online really has nothing to do with me because I don't know him. He wrote that. That's not a message for me. And I think that it's important that people are allowed to express them, express themselves. Like I said, especially, essentially when there's a time when fake news is so prevalent, it's important for people to not be so, you know, uh, defiant of the truth or other people's truth or the ability to express yourself because we're not taking away free speech in so many ways, but we're taking away free expression. And if you cannot express yourself, then you cannot produce speech. So it's very important that before we get offended on something that's online is to ask yourself the key question, what does this have to do with me? If you can name three things that that person would obviously be aware of, how that has to do with you, if you can, which I doubt you could, then that ain't your fight, baby. You gotta learn how to let it go and not get mad over what others, other people post because everyone's not posting for you. We live in such a narcissistic society where we think everything is about us, but it's not. Everything is about the bigger picture. And especially when there's so many things going on in the world, um, especially politically, socioeconomically, we need to be focused on the bigger picture. Um, climate change, um, so many different things that are going on. Um, the, the refugees coming over, I mean, there's so many so many different things going on that we could be worried about rather than getting some offended by someone's post that has nothing to do with us. Um, and I think that it's important that we create boundaries for ourselves. And I'm talking about myself included. This is not a, pe a preach, a preaching or a guru, a guru seminar for how to do this, how to do this. I'm just speaking on my own personal experience and also speaking at myself simultaneously. 
What I think everyone needs to do is everyone needs to imagine that there's a cloud around them that no one can penetrate. And inside these clouds need to remain your feelings. And you need to know that you're not responsible for everyone else online. You can't control how everyone else acts. You can only control how you choose to respond. And choose to respond in a way that's in your own bubble. Because what's going on with that guy that said that he was bloated and had Crohn's disease has nothing to do with what my struggle is with what I'm going through. And I can't allow me to come out of my cloud, out of my boundary, and attack someone to say, hey, look over this cloud that you can't see. Look into this cloud that you can't see and see how this affects me. Because when I say that to him, if I don't take a, take a moment and see what's in his cloud, if I can't see what's in his cloud, then that's saying that my feelings are more important than what's going on with him. And that's kind of the place that we're at, we're placed that we're at in society, where we're kind of placing more importance on feelings rather than facts. We're placing more importance on emotions rather than reality. And that is a scary place to be, especially as a performer or as an artist, because essentially we embellish real life in comedy. And we make jokes about it, to make light of it. And for a lot of people, that's their coping mechanism. That's how they heal. And they have every right to do that. You know, and as an artist, if I want to draw something provocative, that should have no bearings on anyone else. And I should be able to do that because maybe that's how I take my power back. Not by posting, you know, nudity or anything like that, because that's not how I do, not how I cope, but I'm saying by, for me personally, like writing or something like that, you know, something that I do because I love to do it. Don't mind that. That's just my cat in the background. Y'all with cats, you, you already know. It's a jungle in here. So, you know, it's so important that we learn how to protect our boundaries and respect other people's boundaries. And that glows for myself included. Um, it's a little bit different when you're being trolled um, because that's abusive uh, when people troll you and you have to take those things seriously because sometimes you don't know what someone's mental state is. You don't know what they're capable of and um, you have to pay attention to things like that. Um, but anyway, there's so many other things going on in the world as, you know, like I said, politically and we obviously there's no sense in complaining about something we're not going to have control over over the next two years, but there is, you know, things that need to be recognized, things that need to be discussed that affect us every day. I'm not going to be affected. What he writes about his Crohn's disease or his lupus or, you know, her lupus or her, you know, her thoughts on, you know, uh, love or thoughts on, on marriage or whatever, that's not going to affect my kids in the long run and their grandkids. But laws and policy will. And that's where we always need to have our focus too because that's the bigger picture. And if we kind of shift our way of thinking instead of 
paying attention to the things that don't matter and, you know, pay attention to the things that do, we're going to be in better shape. And it's also about teaching tolerance and acceptance and compassion towards what is different and what is and what is the same. And it's important for us to have that as a society, right, to express ourselves, right, to be who we are. All right. That's yes. To be black and successful is a threat. It's an antithesis to every stereotype that you've been conditioned to accept. People see successful black people as loaded guns, almost terroristic, because we're the fundamentalists of breaking status quo. This process is not done with violence, but simply by self-betterment. But that in and of itself is seen as an attack on the fragile reality that some choose to live in. As someone who has fought racism in the highest order, I fought Nazis, I fought affected blacks because of their own engraved brainwashing self-hatred about dark skin, not being enough or less than. Yet if you look throughout history, people have always cosmetically darkened their skin. Seeing darkness as an evil was a necessary rhetoric to move society in the direction and ultimately the acceptance of a narrative needed at the time, which was slavery. They also depicted Jews, Italians, and Asians this way also. Now when you look at that roster, you understand why these groups were a threat. Power. The way society had to progress, the way it needed to by those who wanted it. Politics still practice this very same mythology today. I'm exceptionally successful and accomplished. I'm so very beautiful in a way that black women aren't usually seen. That makes me a threat to some. If you're not a part of that population, then it doesn't apply to you. But that makes me a threat to some white women who, because my features are delicate and my bone structure is Eurocentric, German, that makes me a threat. It triggers white women in the same way which Obama being intelligent and accomplished, but most importantly, capable. The fact is that all some white people have going for them is being white, and that's enough to look down upon you. That is fact. So when you have something above color like outstanding beauty, success, education, capabilities, beautiful body, poise, breeding, black dynasty, and you're an innovator. They can't cope. No, they can't take it. So they delete your Wikipedia and other stuff because you can't exist. They slander because you simply can't exist. You don't know how many times and how many people who just couldn't come to terms with my resume, the things which I've achieved, the people I've met, and the things I've done. Yet it's all real and they can't believe it because that means they're incapable and not in the same league, which infuriates them. They think to themselves, what does that say about my superior whiteness? It shatters it and it forces them to sit at the back of the bus and they lose their minds. That's called white entitlement. As someone who has grown up with Germans my entire life, 
I wish to change this narrative because it doesn't represent all white people, only some. Honestly, I'm focused on catering to anyone who's future focused. You have people like John, Seth, and Elon who are mediocre white men who can't cope. Seth literally stole from me, then deleted my accounts. So weak. However, it propels the entire notion of his fragility, entitlement, and inability, both as a man and as a creator. Subpar on all accounts. I accept full responsibility for marrying Matthew Harang, who was so delusional and jealous. He couldn't fathom why men would be interested in me. Despite while living in LA, men would constantly approach us and ask if he could handle me. In fact, when I first met him, he was still sucking his thumb at age 24, had a porn addiction, and slept in the same bed as his sister. And on his DeviantArt page, he followed underage girls. He didn't even make eye contact and hovered when he ate. Now these are features of autism, which I also have. During the years we spent together, I worked with him, running mock interaction drills and interviewing conversational training, even teaching him how to walk in our very first apartment, holding your head up high, how to give a handshake and so much more. Anyway, anyone who knew Matt Harang in high school and college, now you know how he's improved. And now you know why. And I was sick during that time, very ill with lupus. However, I supported him and he never supported me. In fact, he told me one time he couldn't find it in himself to be happy for me. When this drama started with John, Seth, and Yvonne, I buried myself in work and self-betterment. I focused all that negative energy into art. Most of those books are a result of trauma. I'm highly successful. Acting was a part-time gig because I worked in corporate America at Fortune 500s. Now you know. The fact that Matthew Harang couldn't comprehend how I could possibly be successful or desirable in any capacity says more about him than it does about me. The fact that in Matt's mind, it just had to be all my fault that these men were pushing up on me. But I was also delusional for thinking anyone would be interested in me. It's just degrading. So he further degraded me by calling me obsessed and violent even though I was under constant doctor's care, psychologically weekly and psychiatrically monthly for PMDD, epilepsy, and depression. Never in that time span was I ever diagnosed with any problems outside of those mentioned. So yes, he was jealous and bitter. I have autism, so I can't really understand his motives. He became outright evil solely because I spoke up about him sexually assaulting me. And I say this because this happens too often to women. So often it's a Tyler Perry plot. You build a man up and he tears you down. The crazy thing is, Matthew Rang became like Samuel Jackson in Django Unchained because there were white people who wanted to see me fail. He was relentless when financially abusing me. 
so those very same people could troll me on Craigslist. He was humbling me. And if you're a black woman, you're all too familiar with that notion. And he was humbling me because he simply could not measure up. It be your own people, as the saying goes. The point is, is I'm trying to build something grand and he was tearing it down like a house nigga. And those of you who aren't familiar with that terminology, that was a Jim Crow methodology by putting the light-skinned blacks in the house and leaving the dark-skinned blacks in the field, creating a division among people. And even if you read the art of war or any type of military strategy or any strategy at all, the first rule is divide and conquer. And that's something black people are still dealing with today. That just shows you the effectiveness of Jim Crow. So when any time you hear someone talking about light skin being better than dark skin or red bone or anything like that, know that's a product of slavery. Know that's enslavement. Know that is a rhetoric no different than a neo-Nazi would think. He will defend these people for their racial attacks because he's a coward. He left me on the floor during a seizure. He doesn't want to believe my success exists or that I'm desirable. You see, there's no difference between him and the racist people. So it's not an attack on white people. It's not an attack on people. It's an attack on an affliction that's still plaguing people from slavery, though that's not an excuse. It is somewhat the cause. Matthew Harang is tearing down everything while I'm trying to build out. And he's trying to tear everything down due to his own mental problems. He knew that I was off of my lupus treatment for five years because I was being stalked by a fandom. And he abandoned me when I spoke up finally about his abuse. However, it was okay to speak up, but only when he did. He could constantly talk about what I was doing wrong. But the first time I spoke up, he went running and never came back. So now he drains my bank account. He hasn't been paying my alimony and he's trying to convince me that I'm crazy. Yet I wasn't running out the house when I was trying to have a conversation, which he still does to the point to where I felt unsafe and told him to never come back here. My theory is he slept with one of these white women involved and that's why he needs to gaslight me. He's a snake. He knows that I'm getting sicker, but he has to make me the bad guy because he's done something even more awful. He doesn't care that I can have a seizure in an Uber or that I cannot really live on my own because I'm so sick because I was off of my treatment for five years so I'm just now recuperating I have atrophy and other physical ailments no he only cares about covering his dirt so I have to be crazy many of you women know exactly what I'm talking about when you catch a man or a woman in a lie she gaslight you you're crazy you're making it up or did you find out the truth? And oh boy, is Matt delusional. Everything I ask him, he interprets that as me wanting to get back with him. However, to be frank, he has erectile dysfunction. 
He has no loyalty, he's a coward, and he only helped me because he liked the attention he received. I guess in a way it made him feel not like the victim due to his physical deformity. But regardless, that doesn't give him an excuse. He's a snake. He's not paying my alimony, and on top of that, he stole from me. So to all you young women, being a ride-or-die chick is not practicing self-care. Do you? Because these dudes do not care. And neither do some of these women. Focus on yourself and live your best life, sis. Do not let these raggedy-ass men and women stress you out. There are good ones too, but not in this group mentioned. I wish Dave Matthews would call my ex and ask if he could take me out. That would be perfect. John, Seth, and Elon were parasitic and nothing more. I kept my husband out of the limelight for 16 years because I actually loved him. And B, nothing in my life is up for public consumption, especially anyone or anything I love. If I talk about them publicly, then I don't really fuck with them. My husband also has a deformity. He has scoliosis with over a 90% curvature. I protect him because of these reasons. Because the internet can be cruel, especially to people with disabilities. I protected him so much he became ignorant to the realities in the industry. However, most of it was due to his own bitterness and abusive behavior. He doesn't care that these people would love to see me completely humbled, homeless, on OnlyFans, none of which would ever happen. But it's more about the fact that he's happy to play along and push that narrative. A real man would have stood his ground and told everyone the truth instead of lying about his long-suffering wife because he was too coward to take responsibility for his shortcomings. His sister Sophia Harang is jealous too, and she did the exact same thing these other girls did, but he's protecting her, and whoever else he slept with is a part of this entire thing. He's a snake. And I know women know that this does not sound far-fetched because women are drama. And people aren't loyal. You can be loyal to anyone your whole life that doesn't make them loyal to you. But I was out here making a fool of these men for this man who was making a fool of me, but truthfully himself, no loyalty. But now you know a couple of things about me. When my husband folded and betrayed me, I got my sick ass up and without lupus infusions and medication to better myself, I didn't get a sugar daddy or an OnlyFans. Hell, I didn't even become an influencer. I put everything into my business and grew. I could have gotten a sugar daddy at any time. Even now, I look 12. However, I'm not that girl. No judgment. I could have married a beautiful, rich man, but instead, I went for the newly college grad with an entry-level job, which I helped him level up on. Again, he has a noticeable deformity, but I love him. And I haven't dated, nor do I have the phone numbers of any men in my phone. I'm working on and focused on myself. I'm not trying to get back with him. I never would. Let me make that clear to any women who may be interested or feel that I'm a threat. 
He's all yours. Don't bring him back. Because I deserve better. I mind my own businesses. And let the rest of the dudes chase knockoff versions of me. Because that's their level. So what makes a man betray his wife and lie on her to protect his shady dealings besides being a weak snake? Well, my thoughts are one of the men or women involved threw him some women and tricked him off. He's on a one-man mission to find out. He knows deep inside what happened to me was wrong, even if he doesn't care. So Matt, what do you think they're going to do to you? Right. Have you ever had swastikas drawn on your locker at school? Well, I have, because I used to live in a town full of neo-Nazis. I lived in Columbus, Ohio, Snobbed Hill, San Francisco, the Valley, etc. It is because of this that my background isn't black and white, but a zigzag. I'm so over-apologizing for reacting normally to a massive amount of trauma inflicted upon me. I know a lot of people feel this way, especially on TikTok, because inheriting a world full of other people's hangups is unfair, but a reality which we can change. I watched Gabby Hanna in her psychosis episode, but because she's been a controversial figure who I'm not really familiar with, people wanted to hold her accountable for things she said when she wasn't coherent. But you can't because she doesn't even know what she said. I have empathy because I said things and even now I'm still healing. But there's a lot of anger and I'm not going to apologize because I didn't like being sexually assaulted or groomed online. So I cussed you out because of it. Get over it. I mean, it wasn't about insulting anyone else. It was about trauma and I deserve justice for that. I'm healing and bettering myself. However, I won't run from the past, but I ask for you to hold the right people accountable. Read this article, The Truth About What Happened to Me, and read the related articles provided below. I knew that going into politics, there would be tweets that were offensive because what happened to me was offensive. Instead of hiding from what shouldn't have happened to anyone, I'm going to use the opportunity to tell the truth, and I hope I can inspire you to do the same.